I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week, it's it's WrestleMania week in the real world of professional wrestling. In the What is it in the fake world of real professional wrestling or is it the real world of fake professional wrestling? Either way, it is WrestleMania week in WWE. And so for episode 143, I thought it would only be fitting to talk wrestling games and more specifically to talk about a wrestling game with WrestleMania in the title. And my guest this week is the, the sock to my rock, my good friend Brad. And we were originally planning to cover WWF WrestleMania for the NES. Some of you might have played that when you were a kid and the thing is like that game that game really sucks and we and we've talked about sucky games on this show before but WWF WrestleMania for the NES is like a special level of suck and I and I played it this past week in preparation for a podcast and I realized that like there's nothing there to talk about it's not that the game sucks it's that there's just nothing that, like there's not a podcast there so we decided to go with the infinitely superior and just really fucking good uh wrestlemania 2000 for the nintendo 64 instead although i will say we do dedicate a couple minutes off the top of the game chat uh to wwf wrestlemania from the nes it's kind of a a mini bonus review as it were uh, so this episode turned out to be really fucking fun. WWF WrestleMania 2000 is it's almost the forgotten member 
of that holy quartet of THQ wrestling games from the Nintendo 64. And I'm and I'm glad that we finally decided to show it some love and we spent a nice chunk of time blowing smoke up its ass on the show this week. And speaking of spending a nice chunk of time blowing smoke up someone's ass, uh, it is time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. <laughs> Uh, and just quick, I should point out, like, it's allergy season, and I'm pretty stuffed up these days. So if I sound more shitty than normal, it's just because the allergies are stuffing my nose full. I don't even know why. Like, I'm like the planet Earth is designed for humanity to live on it, and I'm allergic to it. That And I have asthma, so I'm also allergic to air, which also is designed to keep us alive. I just... I feel, I just feel like it's just like, hey, you shouldn't be here with all, anyway, so if I sound stuffy or wheezy, it's just all, I know it ruins my super cool fucking image as I talk about old video games, but it's just because I'm allergic to grass and I'm stuffed up. Uh, I should kick off this week's intro by mentioning that our merchandise is finally available, oh wait, sorry, I should kick off the intro by saying there's timestamps in the description box if you want to skip around. And you want to skip certain sections. And I should, really bad business to tell people that it's easy for them to skip my merchandise plug before I do my merchandise plug. But I've never claimed to be a good businessman. Uh, our, our merchandise is officially available. It is for sale. You can buy it right now if you want. The store went live on the Easter weekend. Thank you for the fantastic early response, everybody. We sold a ton of stuff right out of the gate. We have t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, coffee mugs. Uh, they're featuring both our new Angry Adam variation of our logo and this wicked awesome old school hot dog style sign design uh both of them were done by my buddy joe over at four five uh four five four five creative four five four five creative i i can't remember if i said it once or twice so 4545 creative.com check them out show them some love i fucking love the art it's been going over really well with everybody i have samples of the hoodies and the t-shirts here in my hands right now and uh, they're actually pretty decent. I would not sell them if they were garbage. The reason it took so long to get the merch live was because I wanted samples in hand first to make sure it wasn't shit. And I don't think they're shit. I think they're actually pretty decent uh, pieces of clothing. So if you're interested in supporting the show that way, just go to rememberthegamepodcast.com and there's a merch link there now. You can click on that. Otherwise, you got to go to like teespring.com slash store slash rememberthegame slash your pin number slash sin slash just... Go to rememberthegamepodcast.com. You can find our merch there. It's a great way to support the show. I'd really, really appreciate it. And you'll get a nice new shirt or hoodie or coffee mug or whatever. Uh, and of course, if you want to support the show, there's always the tried and true method of supporting us over on Patreon. And you know what? In the last couple of weeks, a few of you have reached out and said that our Patreon is like the Game Pass of Patreon because we offer so much value for so little money. And that's just about the nicest thing you could say. So thank you so much. It is only two bucks US per month that's like 50 40 cents a week uh you get to help pick the games we cover on the show parasite eve just ran away in our most recent patreon poll so that's 100 percent fan suggested fan voted you guys will be getting an episode on parasite eve in the coming weeks uh so you can for the, for your two dollars a month you can vote for the games we cover on the show you can join our discord service you can dm with me you can send in comments to be read on all our podcasts including the ability to play play one remake one erase one every week and of course you get access to a ton of extra shows you'll get game patch or er, game patch 
early every Friday morning, and you'll get exclusive access to our Patreon-exclusive show Expansion Pass and over 60 bonus podcasts waiting for you right now, old episodes of Expansion Pass. There's game reviews, game rankings, to looking back at systems like the Dreamcast and the PS2, the Wii U, all kinds of fun stuff over there. New episodes come up every single Sunday. Um, This past Sunday, the episode we put up with the last blockbuster being all over Netflix and everyone talking about their memories of renting games and movies, that's where we went. We talked about our favorite video game rental memories. Uh, and as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of the most recent episode of our Patreon-exclusive show, Expansion Pass, episode 53, Video Game Rental Memories. And I remember my mom used to take us to this video store that was in the mall, in one of these malls. And I can't remember the name of the store. I'm sure it's gone now. But this was when Super Mario Bros. 3 first came out. And so I was like six or seven years old. And that game was fucking everywhere. It was all over TV. The commercials. You guys remember the old commercial where they like they made Mario's head on the planet? All the people would hold up these colored signs to make Mario's face. And it has that bright yellow fucking Mario 3 box. And I remember we used to go to this video store and for forever... They had an entire shelf of just Super Mario Brothers 3s. They had everything else, but they had just an entire section of just those yellow boxes everywhere. And then what would happen is you'd have the actual game box on the shelf. And then if they had a copy of it in stock, it it would be in the plastic case behind the game box. And that was always the first fucking place I ran. We would go into that video store and I already knew. I was like, well, if there's a Mario 3 here, I'm getting it. And those things were out for months and months you were so lucky if you got one that was the first place i would go and i would fucking with my one little little adam little good eye would just fucking scour that shelf looking for any yellow box that was pushed out because that means there was a plastic case behind it and if i got one i was like i'm done i'm getting mario 3 and if i couldn't find one then my first thought was to go to the counter and ask if they had any mario 3s behind the counter So that was last Sunday's episode, and then for this weekend, it is, like I said, WrestleMania ha- uh, is happening Saturday and Sunday night. So I think we're going to do a ranking episode, and I think I'm going to rank wrestling video games, just to kind of fit in with the theme, and then we'll get away from wrestling for a while, because I know wrestling's not everybody's jam. I was hesitant to do a ranking episode about them, but there's never going to be a better time than WrestleMania weekend. So that's what we're going to be doing this weekend. I'll be ranking my favorite wrestling games. You can find that there. Again, two bucks gets you all that, and in addition to all the stuff, the extra podcasts and all that shit, you get a shout out on the show, and you get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons, Elijah232, Dan Wagner, Daniel McKee, Born to Do It, Candido, K Cuz, Guest House Productions, Bones02, Mr. Mark A. Wire, and S2 Vaughn 5000. Thank you all so, so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Uh, I have a P.O. box. I don't plug it that often, but you can send me a letter, a postcard, just some little. I'll send you a postcard back. We'll be friends. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. And I stream on Twitch a few nights a week. Look for Member the Game on Twitch, not Remember the Game. Look for Member the Game. And admittedly, there may not be streams this week because my capture card 
card bit the big O this past weekend. I've ordered a new one, but I ordered it on Easter weekend off Amazon, so I'm waiting for it to show up. So as soon as it shows up, I'll be back on Twitch. Uh, and then finally, one last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about quickly before I, I move on to blowing in the cartridge. Uh, we have seen our downloads grow a lot over the past few months. And we're to a point where, honestly, we have enough downloads to start looking at and applying to agencies to pick up the odd sponsor for the podcast. And I said for a long time that I wasn't going to do it. I never thought we would get to where we are. And it's a revenue source that I just, I just cannot ignore anymore. It just is. So it's a way for Remember the Game Industries to make a little extra money without taking any of it out of your pockets. I don't know when we'll start playing ads. I don't know. Maybe no one will ever sponsor the show. Um, and there won't be like an ad every 10 minutes or 400 ads or anything, but I am looking at it. I'm having discussions. I hope you all understand the decision to include the moving forward. And, uh, that said, if you're listening to this right now and you are interested in advertising, we got about 25,000, 25,000 downloads a month to video game players all around the world, quite specifically in the United States and Canada. That's probably about 75% of our audience. Uh, so if you're interested, rates are not horrible and I'm not, ho- well, I mean, I kind of suck, but the show doesn't suck. Uh, so you can email me at memberthegame at gmail.com if you're interested. Okay. That's everything. That's all of my self-promotion. Uh, that's enough blowing myself as is normally the segue. Let's blow some of you. Let's blow in some cartridges. It is our opening segment for the show. Every week I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we like to call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. So let's blow in our first blower this week is uh, Corey Street who wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, short question. I hear that you have a Ninja Turtles tattoo. That's awesome. Do you plan on getting any more or anything similar? Or are you going to keep it traditional? I only have one tattoo. It's from Chrono Trigger, and I love it. I absolutely love nerd and gaming tattoos. Thanks, Adam. Uh, thank you, Corey, for writing in. And uh, fuck yeah, Chrono Trigger tattoo. I can get down with that. I, I do. Actually, my left arm pre-COVID was in the process of getting tattoo sleeved, uh, like completely like from shoulder right down to just above my palm uh, in the, and I do have all four Ninja Turtles on my left arm. Uh, really well. I love them. I fucking love them. And then the plan was to kind of fill in the background with like a purple, a dark purple type city thing. Like they used to do in the old cartoon at the very beginning where the, the camera would go down through the, through the sky and through the, the town. And then we were kind of talking about putting shredders head kind of in the sky. Um, but then COVID hit and, you know how that works. But I do plan on finishing it. And then actually, I've thought about, I want to sleeve my right arm eventually too, but I don't know what. I actually have my hockey number on my right uh, shoulder, my number 17. So I couldn't do like a full sleeve, but I, I would really like to do something with Ghostbusters on my other arm. I don't know what yet, but I'm a, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I like the Ghostbusters as much as I like Ninja Turtles. So that's the plan for the other one. And I would really like to get a Mega Man tattoo at some point as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm same thing, Corey. I love tattoos. I, I just, yeah, I'm all about, I love nerdy tattoos. Fucking keep them coming. They're the best. Uh, and then while we're on the topic of Ninja Turtles, Mr. Satan wrote in and said, okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles question time. I'm sitting here watching the rise of the TMNT. This is probably the best one I've seen in a long time. What is your favorite uh, iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and why? The rise is funny and it's got a pretty good story arc. Leo is great as a crappy leader that takes all of Raph's ideas. Don's the super smart tech guy. Mikey's a goofball. April's not a big boobed redhead. Leo's my favorite in this version because he's fucking funny. 
and then he also, oh, and then he also said, uh, how about the end of Halo Reach, right? This game's awesome. Thanks for blowing this week. Thanks for all the messages and questions, everyone. Uh, thank you for all the messages and questions, everyone. Keep them coming. So thank you for thanking them for me, Mr. Satan. And yeah, the end of Halo Reach is awesome. To get back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So if you don't know what uh, Mr. Satan's talking about, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the most recent cartoon. It only lasted a couple seasons and they really changed up the the script and Raph is actually the leader. He's this giant beast of a turtle and he's the leader and Leonardo is kind of the cocky smartass and it's really odd. And then at the very end of the series, they make Leonardo the leader and then the series ends. Um, my favorite iteration of the turtles, like obviously I'm impartial to the 87 cartoon cause I grew up with it. But to me, uh, I think that either the 2003, I think the 2003 cartoon is horribly underrated. I think that series is fantastic. And then the 2012 Nickelodeon computer animated one, some people write it off cause they look like, it looks like a childish show. Uh, really, really, really fucking good as well. To me, those are the two best. And if I have to pick one, I'll probably go with 2003. But I really like 03 and 12. And then probably 87. And then probably... I didn't like all the changes in Rise of the TMNT myself. But anyway. Anyway. I love... God, I love the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I think that's all the Ninja Turtles talk. Uh, that one kid, Nick, wrote in and said, uh, Greetings, Mr. Blank. Just wanted to give a really big congrats on the huge following jump... Or, yeah, on the huge following jump and success of the shows. I know myself and many, many of the other hot dogs really appreciate all the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears you put into these podcasts and streams. It really shows more and more with each installment. You've helped me personally smile and even laugh on some of the roughest of days these past few years. And I'm also grateful for the morphine drip of nostalgia you constantly give us. Keep on rocking it and let's see those numbers keep climbing towards world domination. Cheers, Nick. P.S. Can't wait to get my hoodie and t-shirt in the mail. Do you think you'll ever come out with an enamel pin by chance? Uh, so thanks for the kind words, Nick. I didn't just read this to, to suck my own dick via Nick's comments, but I, that was a nice comment. So thank you, Nick. And, uh, yeah, you guys have done as much for me over the past couple of years as I hope that the show has done for you. So we're on the same page there. And, uh, I definitely have looked at, uh, pins. So when we, we did a lanyard giveaway for our first 200 patrons, and I think, uh, I'm going to look at doing pins maybe for like a 500 Patreon uh thing like a giveaway or something but i got to do a lot of math on that and see how much i got to get but absolutely we're looking at doing some pins down the road i've actually talked to joe again 4545creative.com check him out uh about designing a uh a seal of the remember the game seal of approval logo and that might be something we look at doing down the road but that's all that's all down the road nothing yet but we're definitely gonna look at it at some point so thanks nick uh slick rick wrote in and said i'm not just sucking my own dick with all these comments either rick has a rick just let me finish it before you fucking be like oh fuck adam just reads all the comments where people praise him absolutely i read the comments where people praise me it fucking feels really good but that's not the only reason i read them slick rick wrote in and said uh hey adam i love what you've done with remember the game industries but i have a question after watching sitcoms, TV shows, and listening to podcasts, and knowing how much time and effort you put into your work, both comedy and podcasting, does it take the magic out of watching other shows, specifically knowing that they're scripted and rehearsed? Or are you still able to enjoy the art and get enjoyment out of listening to other podcasts or watching TV shows? As a normal bystander, I don't always realize how much work goes in behind the scenes, so I'm just wondering uh, that if by podcasting or being a comedian, does that make the art less appealing to you after all the good things you have to do to put on a good show 
or after all the things you have to do to put on a good show. Pardon me. Thank you for all you're doing. We love the content. Uh, thank you, Rick. And I read this one. I, I really didn't mean to read two. Like, hey, Adam, great job. Comments back to back. So please, next week, everyone just write in and shit on me. We'll make the entire segment just people fucking coming down on i'll read those too i would love to see some of those just be like adam you swear too much or adam you learn how to say a word or so i'll fucking read some of those uh anyway uh no it hasn't ruined stuff like podcasting movies tv shows for me uh but i will say yeah stand-up comedy i still enjoy watching stand-up but i i it's kind of like it is kind of like a magician knowing how the trick is done you know what I mean? Like when I used to go to comedy shows, it, it really like to me, to me personally, the best comedians are the ones that make it seem like they're making it all up on the fly. Maybe they're not, you know, most of the time they aren't, it's pre-written jokes, but they seem like they're making it up on the fly. There are people, and I'm actually one of them who prefer to make most of it up on the fly and talk to the audience and fuck around, but a really good comedian, like you go watch a, a Bill Burr, for example, or a, or a, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle, well, Dave Chappelle, sometimes wins but anyway the point i'm trying to make is most of the big comedians yeah a lot of that shit is written and the key is to pre- uh, present it in a way where it comes across as organic and just made up and now that i know that that's not what they're doing or like when you work with a headliner for a whole weekend and you do eight shows together in four days and you hear the same act eight times it does take a little bit of the magic away so i have more of an appreciation for the science behind the comedy but admittedly i don't find it quite as funny just because i've heard it over and over again i hope that I hope that makes sense. It is, it, like I say, it's like a magician knowing how the trick is done. That's all. But TV, movies, podcasts, I, if I enjoy it, I still enjoy it. That's, that's got nothing to do with it. So um, I do find myself more critical of podcasts now. And that's just, and, and I, I need to stress, I do not know what the fuck I'm doing. This is not the best podcast in the world. I truly don't, we're not even in the, of course not. But I do find myself more critical now where I hear things and I notice little things and I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, like one thing I've noticed that I really hate is I listen to some modern gaming podcasts and I hate the way the hosts constantly tease that they know stuff, but they're not allowed to tell us it. I'm like, so you're basically just flexing and being like, yeah, I have connections. They're telling me things, but there's nothing I can tell you guys that. And like, I don't mind if you do that once in a while, but when it happens multiple times every week, that starts to leave a bad taste in my mouth. And that's just one of those little things where I'm like, I don't even know if they realize they're doing it, but I real, I see it and I fucking hate it. So anyway, uh, finally, one more question before we move on. It's letter time. It's letter time. And this week's letter comes from Morgan who says, Hey Adam, I need some hot dog advice. I seem to not be able to get the three stars per cup in Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I can get ahead no problem, yet I get smashed with hit after hit while in first place. Can you tell me your kart build and any advice towards 100%ing this game? A long time ago, I mastered the SNES and N64 versions. Am I just too old now? Uh, Well, thanks for writing in, Morgan. And first of all, without knowing your age or anything, yeah, you're probably too old. Uh, I am. So I, yeah, I mean, if you grew up playing the SNES and N64 versions like me, you're probably too old. Does your back hurt when you get out of bed in the morning? Cause if your back hurts, you're probably too old. Uh, but as far as getting three stars in every cup on Mario, uh, Mario Kart eight, it's, it's tough. 50 and a hundred. I found really simple. 150. I didn't find too, too bad. Mirror was a pain in the ass. Cause your muscle memory is backwards. 200 CC is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. I hated it. I've done it, but I hate it. So my build is I use Bowser on one of the motorcycles 
with a, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the specific names, but I, it's, it's, it's Bowser on like, it almost looks like a crotch rocket. It's like a red Mario Kart 8 motorcycle. And then the tires I use are black with a red in inners, like red spokes, I guess, is it, as it were. Um, I hope that makes sense. And, and I really like it cause Bowser fucking motors. But when I put him on that motorcycle with those tires, I find that he still turns half decently as well. So that's to me, the first step to getting the three stars and everything is fucking picking a racer, finding a racer you're comfortable with. And then fucking don't feel that like when I play online, sometimes I switch it up and play as other people, but when I play solo and I'm just going for those three stars, I pick my character and I stick to that character because I know precisely how to take turns with that guy. I know where all the shortcuts are, what I have to be doing. That's another thing you got to do is learn where some of the shortcuts are in some of these tracks because it can make a fucking world of a difference. Learn to play defense. Always learn to carry one item behind you because here's the thing, and this is actually a legitimate tip for anyone that's new to Mario Kart 8 or maybe just didn't know this. You can carry two items at once You'll never get two coins. And I know that when you're in first place, like you're fortunate if you get green shells because it's usually banana peels and coins, but you'll never get two coins. Okay. They'll never give you, they'll always give you an item as one of your two items. Okay. So if you've got coins in an empty slot, do not use those coins until you pick up a second box and then use the coins. Once that second box becomes a green shell or banana peel, and then drag that green shell or banana peel behind you the whole time. Cause if you hold the item button, you'll just carry that. You'll always drag that item behind you. And then it won't block a blue shell, but it'll block just about anything else like a red shell, green shells, whatever. So Always try to play defense. Always try to have an item there to play defense. Learn the shortcuts. Pick one character. Stick to that character. And you may not know this, but the horn, the sound horn, will block a blue shell. So if you get a hold of a horn, you fucking save that motherfucker for all it's worth. And, dude, you can see when a blue shell is coming on the map. So keep one eye on that little map. And if a blue shell is coming and second place isn't a mile behind you, slow down and just let second place go in front of you before that blue shell catches up because then the blue shell will go after them instead and then you can blow past them once it blows them up and then when you get to 200 cc that's the only time i switch my character and i go from bowser to toad because you got to use your brakes on 200 cc and toad's acceleration is so much better that if i fall off the map or go off the track he can come back faster than bowser so uh i hope that all those tips helped a little bit god i fucking love that game i gotta i haven't played that in a while I'm going to play some Mario Kart soon. So I hope that helped, Morgan. Thanks to everybody that wrote in this week and, and was nice and said nice things. Sorry I read so many comments that were just like, hey, Adam, love the show. Feel free to write in and just tell me I'm a piece of shit next week. I'll read some of those. I have no problem reading those. Uh, let's move into our Smash Hit segment, arguably the most popular segment of the intro. Play one, remake one, erase one. And as always, a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, the rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. You can play one as it was released. You can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is a race from time forever. And I had a hard time 
coming up with a theme this week for the games because we, we, we've done wrestling games on here before, so I didn't want to do three more wrestling games. And I got to point out, the number of PS1 games that have already been remade is really throwing a monkey wrench into this segment. Resident Evil, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Medieval. The list just goes on and on of P- Final, or did I say Final Fantasy 7? Anyway, the number of PS1 games that have been remade is really fucking this up because we tried to do Final Fantasy seven on here and i said if you remake it you can keep the same remake if you play it or erase it the remake is gone but nobody reads the fucking instructions so i just try to find three games so anyway i I was having a hard time coming up with a theme for this but then a couple weeks ago we talked best couch co-op slash multiplayer games on expansion pass so i decided to stick with that and list three of my all-time favorite multiplayer games that have not already been remade uh super bomber man mario party and Mario Strikers, which is the Mario soccer game from GameCube that is absolutely outstanding and we fucking need it back. So those are your three contestants this week. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get to that one in just a minute. And this one was tough because I really do love all three of these these franchises when they're firing on all cylinders. They're all good. And one problem we ran into this week was we had a lot of people say the game was Mario Party 3. Because in the box art, Nintendo put the, a dice right under the end of Mario Party with a giant number three on it. And I can't tell you how long I looked for the Mario Party box art and thought I just kept getting Mario Party 3 until I actually saw the Mario Party 3 box art and then realized that this is the original game. They just put a three in a fucking horrible place. Uh, so we are talking the original Mario Party, but some people did call it Mario Party 3. They're all kind of the same from this era. So let's see what we got here. Doug Dorn wrote in and said, so I've only played one of the three and that's the one I'm going to choose to play again. I loved playing Super Bomberman on the SNES and I wouldn't change a thing. Between the two I haven't played, I think I'm more interested in a remake of Mario Party as everyone seems to think the most recent version was a missed opportunity and that leaves erasing Mario Strikers. I'm sorry, Adam, I know you love it, but for me, I have the hyper-realism of the Pro Evolution soccer games and that's all I need to scratch the footy itch. Doug, if you have a footy itch, Gold Bond Medicated Powder is... I'm just kidding. I know that you mean footy as in football, as in soccer. You fucking... That is just so fucking weird to me. I'm sure it's weird to you guys that we call it football and soccer here. And over there, soccer is football. I, I Fucking weird. Uh, fair logic. I get it. Uh, I can't argue with that. I mean, anyone that wants to erase Mario Strikers because there's FIFA or Pro Evolution Soccer, fucking whatever there's another soccer i think someone else mentioned so i'm not going to say it to ruin it um i get it i just i disagree i would rather play cartoony fun mario soccer but that's that's just me so fair enough doug dave wrote in and said play mario strikers because sticking to the plan will always defeat adam i'll explain that in a minute remake mario party because it would be way more fun if it wasn't so repetitive and i haven't played super bomber man in 37 years of being alive and things have per- turned out pretty okay so i'm good with erasing it cheers uh, <laughs> you know what, Dave? I uh, Lots of people just erase the game that they haven't played, but I don't think I've ever heard someone just be like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've lived 37 years. I'm doing okay. It's been fine without it. I don't need it. I can, I can, I can get on board with that erasing. And what Dave said, play Mario Strikers because sticking to the plan will always defeat Adam. Dave is a, a Patreon supporter, long time Patreon supporter, uh, but we're also pretty good buddies in real life. And uh, we used to play Mario Strikers uh, during poker games. And you get eliminated from poker, you'd pick up a controller and go play Mario Strikers. And we would always just joke about stick to the plan. And the plan was just get one guy the ball, always. And it was just, it was just like a running joke of ours. Stick to the plan. And we'd be losing like 12 to 2. And it'd just be like, stick to the plan, stick to the plan. So that's, that made me smile. Good job, Dave. Chris Coplin 
said, play Bomberman. All these games are great no matter what. Just make sure to have a multi-tap. This game is simple, fair, and it can ruin friendships. It's amazing. Remake Strikers. Unlike the other two games, this game can be really fun in single-player mode. Expand single-player mode to have a season or a league mode. Add in characters a la Smash. Plus, make a killer online mode in League. And you have a legit sports game that could be a game-changer. And then Erase Mario Party. Uh, he said erase Mario Party 3 in fact erase all of them fuck Mario Party and it's RNG bullshit the palm blisters and the absolute lack of giving a fuck about the single player experience maybe it's fun with a bunch of people but so are a lot of other games where you're rewarded for being semi-decent instead of all the random bullshit kill it all it's a bold take Chris I uh so you're right Bomberman is awesome and Mario Strikers is awesome and I, I will get there uh, I can't erase Mario Party. I know that it's very random and it's really, especially in the later games, it got like, I really think they kind of lost their way. It feels like with each iteration, they got more and more, they got further and further away from the skill based game and more toward like, hey, get lucky and you'll win this way. But I just have, dude, when those games are on and you're playing them with two or three friends, Mario Party is a fucking blast. And I've kind of grown to appreciate the randomness of them because I play, like, my girlfriend and I can play Mario Party. And of course, I'm going to beat her from a skill perspective, but she can beat me in Mario Party because of the the luck of the draw. So we kind of enjoy it. But I, I understand it's not for everybody. I get that. Slick Rick wrote in and said, Mario Party should be erased for each Nintendo 64 controller it broke. This game and this controller were terrible for each other. Uh, and that's all he said. So Rick, you're disqualified for not playing by the rules, but you get a partial undisqualification for pointing out that this game, Mario Party combined with the Nintendo 64 controller, that ruined some childhoods. So I can get on board with that. Jeffrey Mathis said, play Bomberman because it's fun as it is. Agreed. Remake Mario Party based on the most recent iterations of the franchise. I would love an updated version of one of the original games. Erase Mario Strikers. We still have Mega Man Soccer, right? Jeffrey, I love Mega Man and I really like you, but that to compare Mario Strikers to Mega Man Soccer... Oh, fuck, sir. Oh, oh, my good eyes twitching just a little bit right now. Uh, Oh, fuck you. I like Mega Man Soccer, but fuck fuck off. Get out of here. S2 Vaughn 5000 said erase Mario Party, play Bomberman, and remake Mario Soccer. Uh, I don't think that they've done that in a couple of generations. And no, they haven't, S2 Vaughn. And while I don't agree with your erase Mario Party, play Bomberman scenario... I absolutely can get on board with remaking Mario Soccer because it's been too long. I don't think we've had one since the Wii, and that is too fucking long. And the Wii sucks. And then finally, before I get to my answers, Elijah232 said, I'd play Mario Party. It's super fun with friends, and the mini games are always a blast. I'd remake Super Bomberman just because it's a series I feel deserves some love, and I'd do it in a full Tetris 99 Battle Royale mode. It'd be so much fun. And then I'd get rid of Mario Strikers because soccer isn't really my thing, although I do absolutely love any of the Mario spinoff games except for Mario's Missing and Mario's Time Machine. Both of them can eat it. Elijah, you're absolutely right that both of those games can eat it. And it's funny you mentioned the idea of remaking Bomberman as a Battle Royale because, as I'm about to explain in my answer, there is a Bomberman Battle Royale coming that was originally trapped on the Google Stadia. Now it's coming to all the other consoles. And I'm so fucking excited to play a Bomberman Battle Royale. It's not even funny. Like, I'm a little hard right now. I'm so fired up for that game. So, fuck yes. Cannot wait. Uh, and it's funny because I, I I always put my answers in, my play, remake, erase. I write them down with my reasoning. Then I go back through all your comments and pick some to read on the show. So I don't get influenced by your decisions. Of all the people that played, and we had over 30 people write in this week, 
one person had the same order as me. And that was They Call Me Badger, who said, play Mario Party 3. Not as good as the first two, but still the golden era of the franchise. Again, we did actually is the original Mario Party, but I can get on board with that. Remake Super Mario Strikers, because Mario sports games have never let me down, and I can trust it to be remade properly. Erase Super Bomberman. <laughs> Fuck him and his stupid franchise. <laughs> Uh, you're lucky that you're hiding behind your anonymous badger handle badger because there's an awful lot of Bomberman fans considering bombering you man get what I did there uh, so while I don't necessarily agree with the logic because I don't I don't say fuck Bomberman in his stupid franchise I do agree with the order I would also play Mario Party because I love this game I love most of the first I don't know half a dozen Mario Party games the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube Mario Party games I love those games. I love them. And that's just the thing is I would love to see a better modern Mario Party. But if we don't get it, I'm okay. I have a GameCube. I'll track down Mario Party 4 for my GameCube. I'll I'll be that I'll get my fix. I'll be I'll get my fix. There's more good than bad Mario Party out there. Yeah, no, I'll say that. Because I think the first five Mario Parties are all fine. So I would play Mario Party. I would remake Mario Strikers. This is the one. And I considered remaking Bomberman. And if they weren't doing that Battle Royale game, I would be remaking Bomberman right now. But I know that I don't have to burn my remake spot on it because I'm already getting the Bomberman Battle Royale that I really want. So I would remake Mario Strikers. This franchise has been dead since the Wii. And it's bullshit because these games are fucking awesome and so much fun i know people are excited for mario golf this summer i am as well but i would give mario golf up for a new mario strikers i really want a new mario soccer game and that means i would erase bomberman and like i said i am only doing this because that bomberman battle royale game is coming this year and once that comes out i'm probably never going to want to play the original bombermans again i'm not going to dig out a multi-tap and have people in my fucking house when I could just play it online against as many people as I want. If that so, if that battle royale wasn't coming, I think I would remake Bomberman and erase Mario Party, but and then just play Mario Strikers. But because we've already got the battle royale, I'm gonna erase Super Bomberman because I don't need it anymore. So there you go. Now, quickly before I get, thank you to everyone that played again. I know I can't read all of them. We get thirty plus comments a week on play one, remake one, erase one. It's just fucking we often joke about it becoming its own series at some point maybe that's what maybe maybe at some point maybe it'll just be like a fucking venomous pool that has just grown too out of control and i can't stop it anymore and we'll spit it it'll be the nwo we'll spin it off from wcw to get back to a wrestlemania 2000 wrestling style reference uh one other thing i wanted to get into before i talk about what i've been playing there's a a story going on in the news that i wanted to touch on quickly because it's retro game related a sealed copy of super mario brothers Graded 9.6 by the video game grading, whatever the fuck you want to call them, company WADA, sold at an auction last week for $660,000, which is the highest price ever paid for a gaming collectible. $660,000 US. That's the national debt in Canada. That's a lot of fucking money at, I, for a game that's sealed that you can't even play why i first of all i've been quite vocal that i don't trust wada at all that's just me i'm not a fan of the way they grade games because i think they're involved with some of the selling of these i just that's neither here nor there but i'm not a fan of that okay but to spend over like oh my god two-thirds of a million dollars on a video game that you can't play i if i could be a billionaire and i would not consider this 
I would not spend $660,000 on a graded sealed video game that I can't play. Or, or, or maybe I would buy it. And then I would just shoot a YouTube video where I open it and blow in the cartridge and write my name on the back and pick at the label just a little bit. And I read the instruction manual while I eat nachos and spill chocolate milk or something like just to fucking make people lose their mind. $660,000. Anyway. Fucking ridiculous. But anyway, uh, let me break down what I've been playing, and then we'll get into WrestleMania 2000. Uh, primarily, my focus over the last seven days has been near Automata. At- Automata. I don't. The game doesn't even tell you how to say it, so I still don't know how to fucking say it. I'm going with near Automata. But anyway, I've been playing near. Really, really fun. You got to play through it a few times to get the full story. I've already beaten it once. I've almost beat it a second time. And then there's the third playthrough. And I'm, I, it's a weird game. I never would have played it if it hadn't been a gift from Tim here in our community. Thank you very much, Tim. Uh, I'm really, really digging it, though. Very funky game. Uh, I should be done it this week. And then I'm going to be moving on to Final Fantasy V because I, I have to play that to record a podcast. And I don't mean to sound like he's making me play it. I'm looking forward to playing it. But uh, Ben Booyah won a spot to come on or won an opportunity to come on the podcast back in my charity stream in December. This was the game we decided to cover and I just haven't played it yet. And I'm sorry, Ben. And you've been so cool about it, but I am going to fire it up probably this week and get through that. I, I, I tried to start it over the weekend, but I just can't play two story-driven games at once. I just, I'm going to finish near, then I'll get into Final Fantasy V. And then my girlfriend and I have been playing Mario 3D World. We're very close to 100%ing it. That game's awesome. I'm actually doing an expansion pass soon and uh, review it once we play the Bowser's Fury expansion. Um, and then I really wanted to get into XCOM 2. I started it. I get it. Uh, I just haven't had time. Uh, so my, my plan is I want to get near done. A couple more games that I, I want to get knocked off my list, like Final Fantasy V done. Because uh, MLB The Show 21 is hitting Game Pass in a couple weeks. And I'm hoping to get my backlog more caught up by then so that I can just kind of focus on XCOM 2 and uh, MLB The Show. And then I still have Shadow of the Colossus and Sp- Scott Pilgrim versus the World sitting here that I got to finish as well. But lots to play, but that's primarily what I've been playing. Just lots going on right now. Uh, and that's that's good. That's enough. Let's get into WrestleMania 2000. That's what you guys are here for. Uh, I like to give you nerds a chance to sound off about the game we're talking about first before we get into it. And people that grew up with this game, you guys know what's up. Not a lot of criticism being thrown at this game. Robert Lippa said, fuck yes. I got WWF Warzone for my birthday. I remember that game. And I was quite disappointed with it. It was quite difficult. Maybe I just sucked at video games. This game, on the other hand, I would spend hours creating characters, playing dream matches, playing multiplayer with the other kids on the block. I don't care much for wrestling anymore. I couldn't even tell you who's who. But this era was a huge part of my childhood. No Mercy took what this game had and amplified it. This is easily a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah, Robert. I Yeah, man. No, trust me, you're not bad at video games if you couldn't figure out WWF Warzone. Warzone fucking sucked, okay? That's not on you. That game fucking sucked. Daniel McKee wrote in and said, I'm sad to say that I wasn't even born until a year from when this game initially released. That that makes me feel fucking old, Daniel. Uh, Holy Christ. I was in fucking high school when this game released. Uh, Daniel continues, Luckily, I was raised right. I grew up with a Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, and all all sorts of retro consoles before I had the idea of gaming space being my time. This fucking game. I will put my life on the line to protect all memories I have with this. Even with all the new bells and whistles the SmackDown vs. Raw slash 2K series has added over time, I still find this time, or I still find this game to beat them senseless with a fresh 2x4 that someone from the crowd happened to bring with them. Have the graphics 
aged well? Absolutely not. Most games on the 64 have it, but the charm of controlling these cardboard craft wrestlers is overwhelming. Me and my best friend of 16 years poured so many hours into this game, especially in the cage match. We would just play as hard as we could until our poor little Nintendo 64 controllers broke, our hands blistered, only to climb to the top of the cage, be a dick and gloat about your victory, and then get torn right from the top and get your ass beaten senselessly. Endlessly replayable, and for my money, a must-own on the Nintendo 64. That was a longer-than-I-usually-read comment, but I really appreciate the passion, Daniel, and I can't tell you how much it warms my heart to know that you weren't even born until a year after this game came out, but you still grew up playing these games. That's raised right. Fucking tip of my cap to your parents. Well done. Too Loud for the Crowd said, Loved all these wrestling games. Definitely more familiar with No Mercy, but this was the first good WWF game. We used to cut band practices short to play the shit out of this. We made at least 50 custom celebrity characters for the Rumble. Nothing was better than eliminating Dog the Bounty Hunter or Michael Jackson. Best drinking game ever. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do we used to create celebrities too? I'd have like celebrity battle. Oh my god, just... All you people get it. You guys get it. And then finally, Andre SJA Flash wrote in and said, The underrated darling of the Nintendo 64 wrestling trifecta. People forget about this game because it was sandwiched in between the two more iconic titles. And I agree with you, SJA. Uh, The problem is that WCW NWO Revenge came out before this game and WWF No Mercy came out after this game. And WrestleMania 2000 kind of gets forgotten about. And I get into that in a minute here on the podcast. But like this game deserves a lot of credit because it... It's a special fucking title that just kind of gets overlooked based on its little brother and its older. It's the Lisa Simpson of the trilogy. It really is the Lisa Simpson of the group. I shouldn't say that because I like WrestleMania 2000 a lot more than I like fucking Lisa. Mm, Yeah, I can't think. Oh, no, wait. Who is the middle kid on Full House? Stephanie. This game is Stephanie. There we go. All right. So that's all right. I'm excited. You guys are excited. I know you guys love this game. I love this game. Let's talk about it right now. I'm going to queue up some WrestleMania 2000 music. And in just a minute, I'm going to come back, me and my buddy Brad, we are going to talk about the iconic WrestleMania 2000 for the Nintendo 64, which originally released on October 12, 1999. Fuck, I'm old. Enjoy the podcast. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day but the point is we all need relationships and unfortunately they're not always easy they take work my substantially better half and i have put more work into our relationship than just about anything i've ever touched and that's how she's been able to stand me for so long it's give and take and therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash rememberthegame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. 
H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. Okay, so it is WrestleMania week in the real life, in the real life world of fake wrestling. It is actually WrestleMania week in WWE, so I only thought it would make sense to cash in on the WrestleMania hashtags and talk about a wrestling video game. And uh, joining me via the blank phone this week is the the hawk to my animal, the badass Billy Gunn to my road dog Jesse James, the dude, the Marty Jannetty to my Shawn Michaels. That's the one. It's my good friend, Mr... <laughs> I could just see you fucking, I could just imagine you fucking just squeezing at that. It's my good buddy, Brad Warren. How's it going there, Marty Janetti? Well, well, I just kind of did, you know, that half angry grin I would do at you yes. uh, when we uh, work together <laughs> and just. Uh, Marty well, one, I, I, will, I will say this is if you look back on it, Marty Janetti was just as good at wrestling. Just, just saying. Until he, he tried to escape through that window. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- dude, I, listen, I know there are, we're not going to go down. I, I understand that there's probably people listening to this that don't like pro wrestling, but do like the podcast that have no idea what we're talking about. So I promise we're not going to throw a bunch of wrestling references at you. I will just say, if you need a laugh, YouTube Marty Janetti window. That's all you need. Marty Janetti window. And that's all you need to look up. And then you'll get a laugh out of it from there. Um, now, Brad, the last time we had you on the show... You and I discussed a little-known classic called Shaq Fu, if I'm not mistaken. And, yes, uh, and uh, we we thanked your listeners because they wanted that episode, and I thanked <laughs> you and them for having me on to do that wonderful, it, wonderful game. And it was pretty bad. And here's the thing. We, Brad and I, were talking about covering WWF WrestleMania for the NES, which maybe some of you haven't played, but you've seen the box art. It's it's the famous box art, Hulk Hogan on the cover, ripping open the tank. Like you've you've seen it. If you grew up in the NES era, you've seen that game. And it's I it's really bad. And Brad and I were thinking like, well this will be a funny episode. It'll be like Shaq Fu, we'll just review this really bad video game. I played that game, Brad, a few days ago to get ready for our podcast and I yeah. played for literally 10 minutes and was like there's not a podcast here. It's a really, really bad video game. Like I, I, I am lucky enough to not have had to plug it in and play it because I know you told me that you were going to uh, get some get some time into just just to get a feel for it. And I, I don't have that capability, but I boot it as as always. I always try to watch a video on YouTube, and I looked it up, and it just brought back the same anger because. There's, it's not a game. It's not a wrestling game. It's just, it's, it's so, so bad. Yeah, it is. It's really even to to (laughs) even watch. If you guys have never played it, it's there's six wrestlers in it. And listen, I understand. Okay, I promise we're gonna get to WrestleMania 2000 in a minute. The reason I'm bringing this up 
is to kind of try to set the table for where games were and where they are with WrestleMania 2000. We're making WrestleMania 2000 look better. To use a wrestling term for you wrestling fans, we're putting WrestleMania 2000 over right now by talking about this. WWF WrestleMania on the NES, there are six wrestlers. They all walk like they've shit their pants. Like they are all just yeah. like, like they're just, yeah. then they just don't want it to fall out. Like that's how they're walking. <laughs> yeah. They are trying to get somewhere to fucking clean themselves. All they do is punch and kick and then they can do the odd like body slam. It's just, it's really, really bad. And I played it for fucking 10 minutes and I was like, there's not a podcast here. This is going to be like, and, and, and I want to stress something in the last few months, we took duck hunt which in all reality, there should not be a podcast for. And we made a good, in my opinion, a good podcast about Duck Hunt. And we did the same thing with Tetris. We have taken some games and made them into a much better podcast than the actual game itself. But when I sat down and played WWF WrestleMania, I was like, this is really, really bad. And frankly, Brad, we're going to score WWF WrestleMania right now and then move on. Because okay. I literally have nothing else to like. Am I? Is there anything? The only redeemable thing about WWF WrestleMania is you can play as Andre the Giant. That's the only cool thing in that game. It is really yeah, bad. It, okay, the I'll, I'll give my pros to the game. I love the box art. I, I just I, it, it just was so good. Um, the only graphical thing that was good in that game, which made no sense, Adam, were the wrestlers in the top left and right corners. Like, you could actually tell who they were. Yeah. But the rest of the game is just, it, there's, there's it, it's got the same crowd as uh, one game we, we talked about in the, in the past was Wayne Gretzky Hockey, where yes. it's just black darkness. Yeah. And it just, there was no effort. The game's horrible. It's a zero. Yeah. It's a zero. It's garbage. And uh, my, one quick question before you review it. How many games have you actually, this is just a podcast question for you. How many games have you played where you've actually pulled back the reins and said, I can't, there's nothing here. Is there a lot? Or oh, like that, where I've played them to that, get, like where I've played yeah, them to get ready for the kinda, podcast. You know, like people are asking mm. you, Hey, do one on this game. It's really bad. But then you start it up and you're like, I, I can't, I can't talk about it. Like I, I can't, do a podcast on something that's this bad have you gone through a lot of games like that you know what it's funny i don't i i think wwf wrestlemania is the only one i've played some games where i was like this is really bad but we've still done a podcast on it and just shit like shaq on it. fu yeah like shaq fu yeah whereas like it's, it's when playable. i play this right. game is not wrestling. This mm -hmm. game is not wrestling. That's the key thing that I keep saying. There's, but there's, there's, it's, I just, you kick and you fucking punch. Yeah. That's there, what you gave me. And especially, I don't mean to cut you off, no, but no. there were games out, wrestling games out. Like this game, I can't even remember the year. Do you have it down by chance? 89, 90, you want to say? 88, maybe? Oh, I bet you it's but, earlier than that. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, Keep but, going. But, but not even, to, not even a year or two later. Well, I, I'm going to give it three max. Tecmo came out. Right. There, were, there was a WCW game that I saw that was better than this. Like yeah. there was actual effort put into it. This game has no effort. It is a fucking zero. Oh yeah, 1989. I would have guessed like 86, 87. But yeah, 89. No, yeah, I agree okay. with you. I, I like the thing about it is like I've played bad games for the podcast and then reviewed them and been like, that's a really bad game. But then we've come on the show yes. and shit on it. My problem with this game isn't so much that it, I mean it is really bad. But the problem was I was like playing. I'm like, there's literally there's there's nothing here to even talk about like i was like we're just going to be stretching to make it into 20 minutes 
So I give it, I, like in all honesty, if I was scoring the original WWF WrestleMania from the NES out of 10, I would give it a one. And the reason it would get a one instead of a zero is that A, you can play as Andre the Giant, uh, legend, rest in peace. Uh, and you can play as the Honky Tonk Man, who I also love. And it's got a surprisingly good 8-bit digitized version of the real American Hulk Hogan theme song in it. Surprisingly yes. good. So okay. I will give it those three things, but that's it. There's no reason to ever play this game again. Awful. Okay, I have a counter argument that I want you to think about to possibly change that to a zero. And that is, I just looked it up because I wanted to make sure Tecmo World Wrestling was released in 1989. Okay, so they were the same year. And listen, same year. And Brad actually was the guest on the podcast when we reviewed yes, Tecmo was. World Wrestling. And I'm telling you all right now, that is unequivocally the best wrestling game on the NES. And you could argue it's better than a lot of the SNES and Genesis wrestling games. Tecmo World Wrestling is a really good video game. And, and, and with it, it, it did come out in Japan in 1989, the same year as the claims game. Didn't make it to the U.S. until 1990. If somebody wants to come in and say that, whatever. But when you see these games, you could even watch a video of Tecmo World Wrestling and then a video of Acclaim's WrestleMania. I just, it's night. It's not even night and day. It's yeah. just so. It's and, just so bad. And it's you know what's so frustrating? Bad. And you know what's frustrating is the idea that they took like Tecmo World Wrestling was like we have no real actual wrestlers. So we yes. need to make this a really fun to play video game because otherwise, why would anyone buy this game where there's no actual wrestlers in it? Whereas WWF WrestleMania, they were like, we have Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like yes. we have Hulk Hogan right there on the box. People will, and I'm sure people did. You know what this game is? This game is no different than any other licensed game from that era. Ghostbusters or Back to the Future. E.T. E. It's E.T. Graphics. Et this game is E.T. Graphics like. It just, is so yeah, they just they put they put a popular thing on the box and it sold yeah. because it was a popular thing on and the box. They, and and how again you've said it a million times how many parents bought it for their kid yeah because their kid was like that's the one i want i love Hulk and Hogan. how many times did we get ripped off yeah so anyway so that's fucking nine more minutes Zero. than i thought wrestlemania would ever get on my fucking podcast that's um, fair. but now this game came out in 1989 all right we just talked about that 1989 now yeah. wrestlemania 2000 which I had on my fucking computer before I fucking went over to WWF WrestleMania to look at that instead. There it is. Came out literally 10 years later in 1999. So from 1989, WWF WrestleMania on the NES to 1999, WWF WrestleMania 2000 on the Nintendo 64. And I ran a poll because I wasn't sure what game to cover for WrestleMania weekend. And I, the three options were WWF WrestleMania from the NES, which we just gave you a bonus episode about. WrestleMania 2000 or a re-review of WWF No Mercy, which we covered back on like episode 12 or 15 or something. And WWF WrestleMania 2000, Brad, ran away with that poll. And I was really happy and excited by that because quite frankly, everyone, like anyone that grew up playing wrestling games knows the Nintendo 64, the, the holy quartet of WCW NWO World Tour, WCW NWO Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, and No Mercy. Like, that, that's like the arguably the Mount Rushmore of, video, of wrestling video games. Like, those are all great games. Am I wrong in saying that WrestleMania 2000 just somehow does not get the attention or the appreciation that Revenge and No Mercy get? Like people just seem to ignore this one compared to the others. The others. I think I think because those two games 
just set such a high standard that I think when they finally took, like when they got the WWE license and everybody was like, Oh my God, we're finally, because we were all, again, we've, we talked about it in the past at length. These, these games on the N64 were amazing. Yeah. And so just, I only sorry not to ahead. interrupt you, but just to set the table quickly for those of you that are listening that aren't maybe big wrestling game fans and you just enjoy the podcast. Uh, the, the the same company THQ made four wrestling games on the Nintendo sixty four, and the first two were for a company that no longer exists called WCW, and they were WCW NW World Tour and WCW NW Revenge. World Tour was a fun game. But WCW NWO Revenge, its sequel, just literally took everything it did and did it better. So the reason no one talks about WCW NWO World Tour is because that was kind of like, all, I don't want to disrespect it because I actually really love that game. But that game was almost like a prototype for what the future games would be. Whereas WCW yeah, NWO Revenge was yeah. just everything better. Okay. Yes. Then yeah. the license, the or the the THQ, the company picked up the WW. They were called WWF back then. They picked up the WWF's license, and so they stopped making games for the WCW, that wrestling company, and they started making WWF games. And the first one they made was WrestleMania 2000, and then they made WWF No Mercy after 2000. And WWF No Mercy is kind of like what WCW NWO Revenge was to World Tour. They took that initial blueprint. Very much. And they Very just much. they improved it and made it better. And so everyone talks about WCW NWO Revenge, which was the best WCW wrestling video game ever made. And everybody talks about WWF No Mercy because it's the, it's the most advanced, the most action-packed of the four THQ Nintendo 64 games. No one talks about WrestleMania 2000. And WrestleMania 2000, and I'm going to shift this back to you in a second because you were headed here, really is the, the perfect storm because that's when WWF was firing on all cylinders. They had kind of taken momentum away from WCW and were becoming the premier professional wrestling company in the world again. You had this engine, this game engine in WCW NWO Revenge that all of us that grew up playing it were just addicted to like fucking heroin because it was the perfect wrestling game engine but now you were taking all of our favorite WWF wrestlers Stone Cold Steve Austin The Rock Mankind The Undertaker Kane Triple H and plugging them all into the the engine from the WCW game and even if they had done no other changes if they hadn't put in a better career mode if they hadn't put in create a wrestler all the other stuff we're gonna get to if they had literally just taken the super white hot roster from the WWF Attitude Era and put it into that game engine this game would have sold like gangbusters but then they did everything else with it and just it this game really was the perfect storm and i don't mean to step on your toes because i think you were kind of talking about that era of pro wrestling as a whole um but it really what you took arguably the hottest company that wrestling had ever seen in the wwf in 1999 and plugged it into unquestionably the best wrestling game engine ever made and it really was fucking magic, man. It really was just, it was peanut butter and chocolate. It was incredible. Yeah, it, it was one, you are 100% correct in every statement you made. It just gave the, it just gave wrestling fans at that time, which was massive, yeah. exactly what we wanted at the right time yeah. when it was at its peak. But the key thing for me too is you play these four games. The only thing that drastically changes from game to game is the actual modes. They just kept adding modes. They kept adding modes. Graphically, it didn't drastically change from the four games. It really didn't. By this mode, by this game, they actually 
up the ante by saying, okay, we're going to plaster the guy's face on the front, the right. best looking face we could do. Right. And they were fine. Yeah. We didn't care because we all knew because what they were doing and what they were smart at and which I wish companies now video game wise would remember and just not to be quite honest, fuck with is controls. Yeah. We're going to get into the, all that and yeah. stuff, the- but every single one of these games, you pick it up, you plug it in, you play 10 minutes on it. You go to the next game that maybe came out. I can't even say I'm going to guess every two years and you take the next game and you plug it in, play the exact same. Yeah. And you like, it was just, it was so good. This is probably, this is, a, you know what? I'm just going to throw out an idea as an episode, but franchise wise, I don't know if you had a better game. No, it was the play from the, each one to, yeah. to the next. I like, I, I don't think they, they did not change the formula. They added to the formula, but they never drastically said, Hey, we're going to change how to change how to do finishing moves. Yeah. Or we're going to, no, they said, no, no, no. Why? Yeah. Why are we doing that? They, they, they really stumbled across, like I, I've never designed a video game. I have got to assume one of the most difficult things about designing a video game, particularly once you got through the, the Nintendo Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo era, and you got into 3d games, I'm sure figuring out a control scheme that was fun, but also not boring that anyone could figure out. Like, I'm sure that's not an easy thing to do, but with this game, you're right. Like if you dude, if you literally, so the very first game in this quartet is WCW NW world tour. And the last game is no mercy. And if you played both one right after the other, I'm sure there are differences in no mercy, but the yeah. same basic gameplay is there. And I agree with you a million yes. percent. They did. They found this, these controls, the controls in these games are, are insanely simple to learn, but there's more than enough depth there that like, if, if you have two people dude, like me and my friends played the fuck out of these games. And if you got two of us that were really good and knew the timing of reversals and stuff like that, we had yeah. some fucking phenomenal competitive matches. Cause you they were standing. You were standing, you were sweating, you were into it. And like you, like you couldn't get the pin, but you're hitting finishing moves. It's, it's exactly again, what wrestling, the best wrestling on TV was, but now you could do it at home with your buddies. And there were matches that lasted two minutes. And there was matches that literally you would think in my mind right now, I watched or played in matches that were probably I felt were 45 minutes. Yeah. Like you were sweating, like you were just did it, yeah. but they were probably like 15 minutes long, but you're just sitting there. Your hands are sore. You're playing this game. You're sweating. It, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I, I like, I, I mean, I'll admit that I haven't played. I know that WWE 2K got canceled last year, but like I hadn't played one. I don't know, probably 16 or 17 was probably the last time I played a WWE 2K game. And I, and I mm-hmm. don't hate those games, but I do think that the controls have become, over over complicated to like where someone can't just pick it up and play it whereas this game and admittedly you have far less buttons to play with on a nintendo 64 controller than you do on a on a you know a ps4 controller i get that but the controls are just they're advanced enough that they don't get old well they're still simple enough that anyone can learn how to play them and i think before we get into all the advancements they made in the games and, and the modes and the wrestlers and all that stuff i think that's a great like you really nailed you i don't think the perfection 
that is bundled in these controls can be understated. This game, and I haven't played it in a long time, but I promise you, sure, maybe the 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 graphics have aged bad, and this game might seem kind of slow and stuff today. But those right. controls are as easy to understand today as they were twenty years. I can't believe this game is over twenty years old. That makes me feel yeah. fucking old. Oh um, yeah, we're old, man. We're old. Oh my god, that's for sure. Yeah. But but yeah, like it was just the controls. And you know what the best part is, Brad, is that well, everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, including myself was playing like WCW NWO Revenge. Anyone that was a big WWF fan, like I was, as I'm sure you were, back in the late 90s, we had to play like WWF Attitude. And it was like, mm. I got to use mm. all my favorite WWF wrestlers, like The Undertaker but, and Stone Cold and stuff. But I was like, this controls like shit. Like, what is this? And then I would play WCW and, NWO Revenge and be like, I want to use the WWF guys, but I want yeah. these controls. And graphically, they tried to go high end. And I think that is a huge factor in today's games as well. Not only that the controls are pretty far advanced, too far advanced for a wrestling game, I think, but also they've graphically tried to go a route where they want everything to be real and yeah. look really good. But yeah. again, when you start doing things like that, you take away from the simplicities of a wrestling game and the simplicities of making the game good that's something that plagues sports games i feel like as a whole like yes. i mean you look at yeah. you look at yeah, i agree you look at a madden for example and it's and i really do because like listen i understand that it's cool to hate on madden these days i get it i do it just like everybody else but i don't yeah. give a fuck what anybody says for quite a long time madden games were pretty goddamn fun like they were a fun 100%. video game yeah. series 100%. but yeah. the really the focus and i feel like this has become a problem again with a lot of sports games is as technology is in advance as as advanced and as you have a chance to make games look more photorealistic cuz games like listen I, I truly do think i understand that the last wwe 2k game got shit on like crazy and it had bugs and stuff like that but i do think it looks really good like the like they but the problem is that i've and i feel like a lot of gamers especially retro gamers feel this way a lot of companies are focusing on graphics at the expense of the gameplay. And it's like, yeah, I don't, dude, I don't give a fuck what a game looks like. If it's fun to play. That's why some of my favorite games are these little 8-bit, 16-bit NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis style throwback indie games. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, if I want to see photorealistic stuff, I'll watch a movie. Like, give me yes, a game yeah, that's yeah, fun yeah. to play. And I agree and with you. Give me a game that works. Like, yeah. You you hear everybody talking about how like the way cyberpunk itself was promoted, but it, wow, it's it, it, and people are saying yeah, it's a good game, but did they go again? If they would have scaled back a little bit on trying to make it so advanced and so different, yeah, and still just had a core game that they stuck to, and I think it, again, it's different circumstances. Is but. Trying to be the best looking game doesn't make your game the best game. No, agreed. And that's yeah, it's, it, and, 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 and yeah, and I don't know what like it, I don't know what the future holds, especially for wrestling games. But every every guy or every person that's worked on these games keeps saying they reference these games. Yeah, but it's like, do you? Because your games don't play anything near these. Yeah, because they don't. None of them have since probably those last rounds of SmackDown games on the PlayStation three. Yeah. Maybe the four. I can't remember. I don't, I, there, there was a point where I stopped playing them. It's ballsy. Cause like AEW is coming out now and saying that their next game is, is going to be a, like a spiritual successor to these. And it's like, and that's, I've, but I've also, I've also seen video footage and I'm like, no, it's not. That's great lip service. It's a great yeah. thing to say. 
But it's like you are you are either setting your like there's no middle of the road. When you take no. games that most people consider to be the best wrestling video games ever created, and you say that your game is going to be like those, it is going to be feast or famine. Because either these games yeah. are going to come out, and everyone's going to be like, holy fuck, this is like playing those old games. Or it's going to be like, yeah. no, they aren't. What the fuck are you talking about? And you're going to be dead in the water. And I'm yeah. praying so, to God that it's the first one. I'm not cheering for them to fail at yeah. all. I want yeah. a good, no, fun wrestling game to play. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Lightning strikes the transmitter. doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup. Literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Yeah, um, like, like for um, the game uh, you and I have talked about, I don't know how much you've talked about it on air. I can't remember. What is it? Is it Fire Pro Wrestling? Yeah, Fire Pro. Yeah, and it's like the engine that they use is totally different. But if you could take what they have in that core realm and like make the graphics of WCW, NWO Revenge, or yeah. WrestleMania 2000, yeah. you, you, I don't know how many games you would play out of other than that. Yeah, like, no, agree. Just 100%. Have, have all those abilities and doing whatever. It's it, it's just it's such a realm. And this game, back to this game. Obviously, we're kind yeah. of trailed yeah. off, but yeah. um, this game is, I, I like. They're just so good. Yeah, the that's... opening video. That that's the thing is, I watched the opening video. This guy did a playthrough, and I'm like, okay, I want to remember what the opening looked like. And dude, I'm just glued to the screen. Yeah. Austin's walking through fire, yeah. and like it's just like. Graphically, does it look good? We'll get into it, but it's not the greatest. But you know what? You got it, and you're like, oh my god, this game just the opening video brought back again a flood of memories. Me too. Of just fun times. Me too. I watched it as well, and I was like, oh my god. And here, and this is okay. So this is a great way to segue back to WrestleMania 2000. Is when I was playing the WCW NWO Revenges, I was like, this is a lot of fun, but I want to play as the WWF guys because that's what I watch. So I want those guys in this game. And when they released WrestleMania 2000, they literally could have just palette swapped out Hulk Hogan 
and and fucking DDP and them and put in Austin and The Rock and stuff and then been like, here you go, it's WWF. And I would have bought it and I would have yeah. just gobbled it up and been happy. But they Same did game. so much more. And like you said, when you fight, when you watch that opening video, that's a long fucking opening video too. Yes, it is. But yes, when you is. but when you watch that opening video, the goddamn nostalgia of Stone Cold Steve Austin and and Vince McMahon is out there and The Rock is out there and they show Kane and the Undertaker having an inferno match with each other. D'Lo Brown is in the opening segment. The yeah. Brood with Gangrel and, and Edge and Christian. And they come out of the stage, but then yeah. like and then and then when it goes black for a second, you think it's over. And then it's Undertaker with Paul Bearer. Yes. And Paul Bearer's fat ass is walking around. Oh. He's so big compared to everybody else. But it was and like. He's pixelated. But it's like, oh my God, he's got the robe on. Yeah. And just and that, it, just yeah, that opening cutscene was like, even like at this point, even if you don't know what career modes are in there, you don't know anything else that's coming. You're like, not only did they take my favorite wrestlers and put them into this awesome wrestling engine, but this blatantly show again, Maybe they were just told what to do, but I'm like, they're showing that somebody involved with the creation of this game actually watches the yeah. WWF and yeah. knows what's happening with yeah, the, 100%. with all, you know what I mean? And so that got me hot and horny. Like that got me really excited. Then you fire I up the game. I don't know if you knew, maybe come up with a new slogan. No, no. Hot and horny all day. Oh, I suck Jesus. game dicks on this show. I talk about okay. it. Okay. Fair so enough. then you get into the game itself. And before you've even done anything, you're like, I remember getting my hands on this game and just being like, I just got I want to see all the wrestlers. Like I want to flip through the roster and I want to see all the wrestlers yeah. that are there. Yeah. And of course they have to flush it out, you know, with your, and, and I don't want to disrespect anybody, but like Chaz is in this game and hardcore Holly, which I get that he's got to be there. Meat. Meat. That's a great pull. Hey, Meat I'm going to tell you, there. tell you this when I, when I was watching that video and it said like, the guy started the career mode and it said week one to the rock versus meat. Yes. On Sunday yes. night heat. <laughs> I was dying laughing. Cause I'm like, Holy fuck. It's meat. Yes. And then he comes out to PMS's music and I'm like, Oh my God, I yes. forgot about that shitty, but still the, the good faction. The blue meanie. Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Jack, it was Jackie. It was Terry Reynolds, and then they had meat. They had meat. And meat comes out covered in lipstick because yeah. they kissed his body all the time. And I'm going, again, you, you already nailed it, but somebody there said, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this into this new game. Yeah. They took the time from the point they left WCW to do WWE games to say, we're going to go all in yeah. on the first game. And they went all in on every single thing. They nailed the roster. Like, I'm flipping through right now. And to be fair, the one thing you can give WWF Attitude, which was the WWF game during WCW NWO Revenge's run, was the, the WWF Attitude had a great roster. The game sucked, yeah. but they had everyone you could imagine. And this game, like, you flip through the roster, and I'm like, dude, this is a who's who of the Attitude Era from that time. Like, everybody yeah. is in this game. And it was just so, like, to get the big stars like your Undertakers and your Canes and stuff was one thing. But for them to include everybody, I was like, dude, this is the show that all of us, all of us fucking hopped up teenage wrestling fans in late 1999 were like, like you know, Monday Night Raw was, was fucking religion for us back then. Like you had to watch Monday Night Raw. And it was mm -hmm. like, you have everyone from this fucking show in this video game. And it was so cool to fucking see them all and just... Just that. I spent so much time, Brad, just flipping through the roster and just updating wrestlers' appearances. Because that was another thing that you could go in and like, like in WCW yeah. NWO Revenge, yeah. you could go in and change like their outfit. 
So you could mm-hmm. give someone an NWO shirt if you wanted. But like, right, right. which was cool, which was cool. But in this yeah. game, I can go in and like change a wrestler's hair. So like if Test cuts all his hair off, I can give him his short hair to keep it look a little bit right. more accurate. Um, exactly. Just that was something brand new. And then they added in Create a Wrestler, which was oh. never in WCW NWO Revenge yeah. or any of those right. games. And it's not the world's deepest Create a Wrestler mode. I think you just pick a pants, pick a shirt, pick a head, pick a hair. Pick moves. But still, you're, you're Adam Blank. Exactly. You're you. you could create, you could create, like the Dudley Boys came into the WWE. They were like, I I want to say that the Dudley Boys might have been maybe like the Dudley Boys and Taz were some of the first wrestlers to join the roster that never made the yeah. cut for this game. And you could right. create them and yeah. add them to your roster. And that was I, something new to these games. Yeah, 100%. It was, it was something where now the imagination kicks in. Mm-hmm. Now I can create my own guy. Or I would always create, I think when I had the Warzone game and it had a really shitty creator wrestler, I was Abdullah the Butcher. He was never <laughs> in any wrestling games. And I created this just fat guy in red sweats and I'd come out and all he did was punch and headbutt and, and had a little kick yeah. and then that was it. And then I just would grab weapons and smash people. It, but it was terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. But again, it made it made the ability to create guys we wanted. And when you're talking about doing that in WrestleMania 2000, you have such a plethora of moves and everything you could add in that it was like, I can make Taz. Yeah. I can make these guys. Yeah. I can legit make them. It was a big deal. because, And again, this goes back to something that we've already said a couple of times. They could have just plugged the WWF roster in, re-released this, and made a ton of money. But they Mm -hmm. went balls to the wall adding stuff. And to me, this is the first of a few things that they added. Pardon me, but to me, the biggest thing that they added to this game was create a. They had to they had to create a belt too, but create a belt was kind of lame. You just picked a belt template and named it, and that was it. But the yeah. which was fine, but whatever. But the create a wrestler was a big fucking deal because it was like you can keep your game up to date now. You get and and like that's a lot of I again having not ever designed a video game, I'm sure that that's that's a, like they can't like when I want to add a new menu to my my the remember the game website, I go to wix.com. This isn't a plug because frankly I think their website kind of sucks. I don't, I'm not they're not paying me to plug this. But if I want to add a, a menu to the to, to or something to my menu on my website, I go in, I click the menu, I type in the new option, and it's there. I'm sure it's a lot harder to add a create a wrestler mode to this game. And they right. did it. Instead of just settling and, on a palette swap, they added stuff like Create a Wrestler, which was the feature people wanted the most. Right. And it was and, awesome. And also in saying that, we're also talking about, you're talking about a website in 2021. Right. If you go back 20 years and go, here's an N64, I need you to build this game. These guys, THQ cared. They cared. Like this is yes. this is the era of uh, where... I, I talked to friends about NHL and just the, like games that we played were when they came out the next year, you, you saw something different yeah. and it was actually relevant and it worked. Yeah. And I, I think, I still think there's game companies that do that. Like, well, you look at game companies like uh, grand theft auto. Huh, I, I don't even know how many years ago that game came out, but they're adding, they just added new story modes, but they, they've already got the template and they just say, no, we're going to keep adding. And yeah. we're going to keep making money and you're going to keep enjoying it at least. Yeah. That's the key is that these guys just built the game so well. Yeah. And, and frankly, adding to it and they just gave a shit. And frankly, of all the sports games, I feel like wrestling is maybe the one where you could most get away 
with basically just updating the roster and re-releasing it because it's not like like when you release a, a, a baseball game every year and you update the roster, it's like, well, this is cool, but I could have done most of this. Like I could have traded yeah, Garrett Cole to the Yankees or whatever. I, I, and I, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those people that back in the day would update the rosters themselves. Right, It'd take me, me fucking forever. Yeah. But I would go through and I'd move guys from team to team right. before we were able to download rosters using the internet. But with pro it wrestling... Was- wrestlers moves change their appearance changes their music changes yeah. whether they're a good guy yeah. or a bad guy changes so like if ever there was a sports franchise in theory where you could just release an updated roster version every year it would be pro mm-hmm. wrestling and yeah. they not only and like you said and to me this is really like i like i'm i'm gonna blow smoke up thq's ass for this entire episode because they really did care and they really put so much work in that create a wrestler mode was so awesome that and i know it seems so bare bones and dry even not only by today's standards but compared to wwf no mercy's creator wrestler it seems dry but back then that was a huge huge fucking deal brad like it was so big and then all the other things they added they gave us entrance music and admittedly not it sounded good well it sounded like it was there um, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, because it was the Nintendo 64 cartridges, so they couldn't have CD quality music in it, right? But yeah, when you yeah. play WCW NWO Revenge, for those of you that never played these games, there was like two theme songs or something, or like two entrance themes, and the wrestlers would all just come out to the exact same entrance theme. Whereas in this game, every wrestler had a digitized, really static, but still, you could tell it was their music. They had a few yes. very fuzzy um, screenshots from their entrance video. And it yeah. was like, dude, like when The Rock comes out in this game and it does that, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And it shows that Titantron video on the screen and yeah, then he yeah. comes out. That was another thing. I, I, I swear on my life, I vividly remember the first guy I played this game as is Kane because I loved Kane back in this era. Right. And to see him come out and to hear his music and everything, I was like, holy shit. I watched peak, the wrestler's it, entrances so long. Hmm? It's peak. It's peak video games where you think it's not going to get any better than that. Oh, it's not. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so. And, and like it's, when you look oh. at it now, graphically, the game is tough. It's 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 a little tough to look at at certain points. But when you were in that mode, like when The Rock comes out, his permanent eyebrow is up. His eyebrow is always face. up. Yes, but yeah, because it's just it's just because it's just a they just it's a screenshot. But it's it was literally a screenshot. But again, you're like, wow. It was so new back then, right? Because like today, dude, like when I play WWE games today, and this is like for the last 10 years, you watch their entrance like once and then you're like, all right, I've seen it. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just want to play the game. And it's also 30 seconds of load time. Right. Because it's like, it's it's so horribly done. Right. And do they look good? Yeah, but... It's you just the novelty's that. gone. You're like, I've seen it. Like, it's their entrance. Yeah. I get it. Whereas it, in this like, game, the wrestlers, yeah. the entrances aren't that long. And no. it was just, it was so new and exciting. Dude, to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance in this game and the way he comes down to the ring and then he hits the four turnbuckles and the camera's in the right place to see that right. fuzzy looking crowd behind him as he's doing, you know, the, the raising the hands in the air. Like, that yeah. is so great. And they went out of their way to, like, they really stepped up the taunts in this game. With yes, the wrestlers, yes, like Austin, one hundred percent. Like, because these wrestlers, if you've never played these games, the wrestlers are basically made out of blocks. Like, they kind of look like they're just blocks stacked on each other. Like, you know, when they're teaching you how to draw something, and 
like I remember I used to have like art books when I was a kid and when they would teach you how to draw something, you start out by just drawing the shapes of the character or whatever you're drawing yes. and then you pencil yeah. it in. Some of these wrestlers look like they are halfway done. Like they are just the block shapes. Yeah. And it's, but going back again to the, like the ring entrances to the gameplay and it, this is a game where they did both, but you didn't lose anything from one to the next. And I think that's the key that's been lost in a lot of video games in that, they put in ring entrances, but you didn't lose gameplay because they concentrated time, so much time on these ring entrances where, oh, it's got to be perfect. No, yeah. they said, we're doing both. We've got the game engine. It's like they just said, we have the engine. Yeah. Now we need to add to the engine by not taking away from anything. Yeah. And every single time they did this game, yeah. it hit. It hit yeah. every single time. And especially in this one. Where again, like you said, when he come when the rock comes out or Kane comes out, he's got the mask and you're like, that's Kane. Yeah. It, they just they just nailed it every single time. And this game is another it's just more proof. Like you said, they had the like it's like WCW NWO World Tour was like a plain turkey sandwich. And then WCW yeah. NWO Revenge, they put the mayo and the cheese on it. And then yeah. WrestleMania two thousand, now you've got the lettuce and the onions and the pickles. And then by WWF No Mercy, they were deep frying it and putting fries beside it and stuff. But like yeah. they they had they the turkey still, sandwich. The, At the, the end of the day, there's still a turkey sandwich. Always never changed. Those entrances but they just yeah. Like the entrances are rad. And then the taunt like there's two taunts in specific in this game that really stand out to me as me thinking like that is so fucking cool. One is when Stone Cold Steve Austin would flip people off because they would mm -hmm. out of their way to like, they actually added those two blocky fingers. Like you could tell that yes. he was giving yes. the middle finger as he was doing it. And then yeah. the other taunt that I actually thought was really cool in this game was badass Billy Gunn would moon you and they would digitalize out his moon or his, his ass. Like they would just put that, yeah. that pixelated circle over his ass. Yeah. And those little touches where I was like, that is such a cool little like add-on. Because he's the ass man. Because he's the ass. I loved the New Age Outlaws back then. Oh, gosh. But like, yeah. it's so rad that they got so many little touches. They got so many wrestlers moves. If I'm not, And I, I can't find a video to prove this. So I can't remember if they did this one in this or if it was only No Mercy. But when The Rock did the people's elbow, he would take off the elbow pad and throw it into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then the yeah. rest of the match, he would wrestle without his elbow pad on. Yeah, yeah. And Exactly. And it was like, those are just those little things that you never had to put in. Nobody would have noticed it or and no one would have complained you, if they weren't there, but and, you did put them in. And I bet you, I, I could put money on it that when they figured out on the next game, if it was the next game, and I want to say that that started in no mercy, but it again, yeah, but the ability that these guys tried to get that elbow pad off yeah. and still have it in the game. Yeah. I guarantee, like, again, these are just people that gave a shit and they gave a shit about this game. And this game runs fairly well for what they did and what they had to work with. Yeah. Like, I saw guys get nut shots. And, <laughs> and then it does the ding it, every time you yeah, hit in the nuts, yeah, it, it does yeah, that yeah. bell ring. Yeah. And they, the graphically, you didn't even see, like, the arm doesn't go in between the legs, but you were, it didn't matter because, again, with the gameplay and the game you were playing in, in that sense, you were having so much fun and I love and, like, it, it, it. You were okay with it. Yeah. And another thing I love about this game, talking about the gameplay is I, and, and, and this was in revenge as well, but the, revenge had the spirit meter. And then in WWF yes. WrestleMania 2000, they introduced the attitude meter. And I yeah. really, to this day, I fucking love that. That mechanic is occasionally bullshit and I'll get into that, but I love the idea of it. If you've never played it, every wrestler starts out with like a, you have a meter 
and it starts out uh, about halfway charged and it's flashing like a green pulse. And that just means that you're like middle, you're like your average. And then as you get beat up, that attitude meter pulses less and that uh, your, your, your meter goes darker and darker and darker blue. And then eventually it says danger. And that means you're like, you have no momentum and you're in a lot of trouble. Or if you're winning the match, then your attitude meter fills up and up and up and gets brighter and brighter red and gets bigger. And eventually that maxes out to where you can flick it and get your special where you can do your finishing move. And the higher or fuller your attitude meter is, the easier time you have reversing moves, the more likely you are to kick out, stuff like that. And as a pro wrestling fan, I just love that mechanic because it really does kind of mimic like the momentum in a match that when someone's yeah, down and out, wrestling. yeah. Like, it's so exactly when you start coming back is what you love. And that's the thing is dude, when you're down in the dark blue and you're in a lot of trouble and then you manage to pull off a couple reversals, your, yeah. your attitude meter flies in the other, other direction fast. And what it is, yeah, is it's like, your comeback. It's like the, the fans are getting behind it. Cause you're coming back from getting your ass kicked. Right. Yeah. I exactly. love that system. No health bar. I don't need to see a health bar. I don't even want to see a health bar. No, I just no. want momentum, and the the longer the match goes, the more beat up they get. The I oh, I fucking love the attitude uh, momentum shift uh, yeah, concept in this game. It's and it was something where you just saw it, right? Like you 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 knew you were working up to something, and your opponent, whoever your friend was, whoever you were playing, they're seeing it go the other way. And and ew, like, dude, and that's where I was gonna and go. As corny as it sounds. I can hear the buttons clicking right now where you're yeah. starting to like, you're, you're both just working. The like panic. You are playing, like you're playing the game. Yeah. Like that's the thing I think is lost a little bit nowadays on games other than probably multiplayer is like on the switch. Yeah. But, but this, it's such, it was such you're, bullshit. You're not doing what you used to do. No, it, no, I like it, but it was such bullshit when you were like up in the bright orange and you were getting close to your special and whoever you were fighting was down in the dark blue and just beat up. And then just all of a sudden, and this particularly was a problem with the computer. They would just start fucking reversing everything and everything you did. They would fucking turn it around on you. And it was just like, how, how the, f- oh my God. Oh, oh, it used yeah, to make me yeah, so it, angry it, sometimes. It, it, like, yeah, if you played on a higher setting in this game, one hundred percent that was happening. It was such bullshit. And then you'd bail and out if, of the ring and be like, "Well, I'll yeah. go out. I'll get outside of the ring and I'll taunt to kind of fill up my special." But if you taunt while you're outside of the ring and your opponent's in the ring, it hurts your attitude because then I you look it. like a piece of shit, which is great. It's, but, because when you think about it, that's a cheap way. And they said, "Ah, ah, ah, yeah, no, you get back bullshit. in there, earn it, earn it." And oh. like again, that just added so much to the game. I I it's, loved it though. It, yeah, it's re- it's so well done yeah. in that you you and just you knew who was winning and who was losing, but yeah. then like again, just when moves were pulled off, like you'd see guys suplex and the camera itself would be moving. Yeah, this game had again, I think, was ahead of its time it, in 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 the sense of the camera work and how they showed moves off and yeah, you, because it it just helped you care more when you played. And it they really nailed and I and to be fair, so did Revenge, I think. But attitude, or pardon me, not attitude. Uh, WrestleMania 2000 really nailed the animations of some movies. Like the Stone Cold Stunner, because I don't care what anyone says. I will argue to the death. I'm not the world's biggest Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. I'm I'm fine mm-hmm. with him. Like I'm, he's, he's fine. But I I truly believe that the Stone Cold Stunner is the greatest finisher of all time because of the setup yeah. with that kick in the gut and it's so easy to hit. You can do it on anyone, and the crowd knows it's coming, and they all go crazy. And this, nobody, nobody reacted in, in, in its peak of wrestling history. 
nobody reacted to a move better than the stone cold stunner. Yeah. And then the stunner and to see the yeah. stunner in this game, it looks so tight and so yeah, perfect. Yeah, and yeah, you can't yeah. help but pop when he lands it. Uh, yeah. and like the rock bottom, when you do the rock bottom, cause I'm a huge rock fan. When you do the rock bottom, the rock grabs him and then he looks around for half a second before he lands the rock bottom and it yeah. looks fucking perfect. The choke slam Kane and the undertaker's yeah. choke slam in this game where they do the over dramatic, flick of the wrist grab the neck throw the one arm over the shoulder yeah, yeah up yeah. It, they look so good man i yeah oh. very solid very solid like and like that's it and that was the cool thing is like i think they knew they couldn't hit every aspect yeah of uh graphic wise like again going back to the nut shot you don't see the arm go through the legs most of the time right it kind of just bungles together but the the key thing on this game too was it was the smooth transition right like if you were hitting your finisher there was no like break it, it's not like it loaded you know what i mean yeah it was just like they just they figured out what they could do with yeah. this engine and they just said we can hit the stunner and watch the camera move and it just boom it yeah. hits and it just looks so good. Yeah, once the and game was, yeah, loads was, up yeah. and the match starts, it's it's seamless. Like it really yeah, it, like it's it's really good. It's really good. And then you can't say that for a lot of wrestling games out there that it moves this well as quite, these games. And especially by 2000. 2000 WrestleMania 2000 was really starting to hit its stride in the sense that okay, we've got this we've got this going really really well. Even with No Mercy. Like I I I think that No Mercy is is the better game. Uh, yeah. It's the sequel no, to this. I, I agree. I think but, it just got better and better. But even with No Mercy, you play a four-player ladder match on that game, that game fucking slogs sometimes. Like, yeah. you could tell that yeah. they were oh, really yeah. pushing oh, yeah. the limit of what the 64 yeah. could do. Whereas in yeah. WrestleMania 2000, yeah. it really is seamless. Once you start playing, everything works really, really well. And that's something that I wanted to get into next, is that another thing they did where they, they did a better job of this than WCW and Revenge was Revenge didn't really have a lot of modes. Like, you could do a tag team match, a singles match, yeah. triple threat match, or a battle royal. Whereas, like, yeah. in this in this game, uh, first of all, they added the Royal Rumble, which is fucking awesome. Even well, if, yeah, when you... that It's the greatest... In wrestling terms, it's the greatest event. Right. I don't care it what is. anybody says. Yeah. It's the most fun. Yeah. I went to one live. If you've never, it so if you don't fantastic. know anything about wrestling, a Royal Rumble, you have 30 wrestlers, two guys, I think in this game, four guys start out in the ring, but whatever. Like in, in real life, like, you know, a couple wrestlers start out in the ring and then every couple minutes, uh, a timer counts down to zero and then another wrestler runs down and joins the ring and uh, the match. And you're only eliminated when you're thrown over the top rope and you hit the floor. And the last person in the ring, after all 30 wrestlers have come in, wins the match. It's the perfect match to watch. It's the perfect match to play in a video game. And what was rad about it in this game wasn't just that they added the Royal Rumble, but they had also added entrance music. And so yeah. whenever a wrestler made his entrance down to the ring, you only heard the first like three seconds of their music, but you got to actually hear their music, which is one of the funnest things about watching a Royal Rumble. And I remember and just playing those modes, oh, that mode over and over and over again and being and so cool happy that is, it was there. And a cool thing about that too is, is I, I watched it on, again on that playthrough and when a new guy would come out, the camera would zoom down. And when he'd run, they'd focus in on his face yeah. and would say his name across the bottom yeah. with the music playing. Yeah. Again, small things that just made the game so good. Yeah. And would... again, just showed the advancement they kept going with. Yeah. They said, we're not going to, you, you mentioned it like three times already. Again, they did not cookie cutter this game, plaster on a bunch of faces and say, here's your new game. No. Even though it's the same as the last we... one. They said, uh-uh. This is our new license. We're pushing it. Right. We're gonna we're gonna make it better. 
Because, I mean, Royal Rumble is rad, but, like, to be fair, WCW NWO Revenge, if I'm not mistaken, had about a Royal mode, which was basically yes. a Royal Rumble without it being a Royal Rumble. Um, right. So, like, that's cool that they they tweaked it into making it into the Royal Rumble and added the entrance music and the countdown clock and stuff. But to me, another thing that they did in this game, which was really wild, and they did do it again with No Mercy with the ladder match, is that in this game, they added the cage match. Now, yeah. I, I want to say, if I have a criticism of this game, and it maybe is my only real criticism of WrestleMania 2000, I have no love whatsoever for the cage match in execution. I don't think it's very fun in this game at all. But it was cool to see them add another match. If you've never played a game like so a cage match in pro wrestling is they put a cage around the ring, and in more recent years, you can still make a guy tap out or you can still pin him to win. But back in the day, it was get out of the cage. And that's how this one works, is you have to climb out of the cage. But the problem is that you knock your opponent. You can have all the momentum in the world, all the attitude. Your opponent is dead to rights. You start climbing this cage, and the second you start climbing this cage, your attitude plummets. It's like with every ring, uh, every rung of the cage you climb, your spirit, your attitude gets lower and lower and lower. And the amount of times that I just fell because I didn't have enough spirit, like my opponent never even stood up, (laughs) but my guy was three quarters of the way up the cage. And then I ran out of spirit and fell back down into the cage. I hated it. I just, I I didn't like the the execution. The execution, the the try was there, but the execution was not that good. Right. It was cool Um, to see it, but I just, I didn't find them to be very fun to play. And to be fair, I don't think there's ever been a good cage video game. Like a version of that match. No, I, don't think. I mean, Hell in a Cell Even, matches are fun, but cage matches are just kind of lame. Yeah, it just they yeah, just don't. It, but, yeah, but so. it was still it was still neat to see it in the game. Um, again, it's a new mode. Again, yeah, exactly. Added again, yeah. they're they're saying, hey, we we know that this exists. Yeah, so we're gonna do it, and then and we're gonna put it in. And then speaking of modes, like they added. Um, like you could create a pay-per-view, which I always thought was like, for me and my friends that used to play like we did with WCW and WWE Revenge, where you draft a roster of your own team and then we'd keep right. track of our standings and our belt and stuff. Being able to create a pay-per-view and actually just build our pay-per-view with my guys versus your guys and stuff was a really cool, it was a bit of a novelty, yeah. but it was a really cool, fun little feature there. It, it could change, but it could change the nights you and your buddies are playing vids. Yeah. and then You know he, what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like you come up with the solo matches and tag matches and you do mixed tags whatever we used to challenge each other to matches and be like you know like my my d'lo brown challenges your gangrel to a match and then we'd book that match and stuff like that yeah yeah and then they also added the king of the ring tournament which is literally i love king of the ring like as a whole i love the idea of king of the ring basically all it is in this game is a tournament mode but again coming from wcw nw revenge where there was basically just bare bones matches being able to build a tournament on the screen being able to build a pay-per-view on the screen those were really fun little things and if i'm not mistaken and i don't think i am you could create your own title belts and put them on the line in the king of the ring tournaments i believe so and so we used to always that's how we decided every time we created a new belt we had a tournament and we would draw the brackets and oh my god like and then to top all that Excuse me. Um, they had the they had a career mode, and this was the first game that had a real. And I mean, I say real kind of in air quotes, but they had a real career mode. Whereas, like yeah. you know, basically every wrestling game prior to this, the at least for the most part, the career mode was basically just like in the old school fighting games, where you just basically fought through a ladder of opponents, and then at the end you won. Like, and that's all it was. You just fought a series of of matches, and then it was over. 
Whereas in this one, the career mode, you played through like a full year with actual pay-per-views like SummerSlam and King of the Ring and the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. And it kept track of your win and loss records. And you got to see the full match cards and you could see how many times you'd won each title. And if you had a title, you actually had to defend your title and stuff like that. Yeah. It was really cool. And you brought it up, dude. The video you watched where The Rock, someone decided to play the career mode as The Rock. And in their first yeah. match, they had to wrestle Meat on Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it's so good. It, it, it was, was it was amazing. Yeah. It, like, had, the, it had the right, uh, it, like it said, Sunday Night Heat around the ring and everything like that. It's right. just, it, it the longevity of these games changed because... WCW, NWO, and the and uh, Tour and uh, Revenge, they were good games, but they were good multiplayer games. Yeah. This was the first time they tried to they they said let's dip our toe into just doing a single player mode, yeah, because they wanted to see if there was something there, yeah. And then when they realized that fans who watched wrestling back then loved storylines, again, it's a male soap opera. That's yeah. what it was, yeah. And it and it and it was at its highest point, yeah. So they said, wait a minute, I mean, we this- can now do these modes and add in these little stories and skits and this and that. Yeah. I mean, the storylines in this one are a little, yeah, the the storylines in this one are pretty basic. Like a random wrestler would run out and interfere in your match. Then you might see like a little promo and then you'd feud with them for a week or whatever. Which was um, great. It was. I, I loved it. Was it was awesome. Yeah, it was so good. It was so basic and simple. And it again, was so I think much that's fun. What's lost. I remember playing this game and like you could win like all the titles. Like like the, and this was like they had the tag team titles, they had the WWF title, the Intercontinental title, the European title. I think the hardcore title was in this game. And yeah. uh, you could win them. And then you'd have to defend them on pay-per-views and stuff. And I, I remember like it was so much fun to play these games with my buddies and we keep track of all our titles and stuff like that. But it was also so much fun to be able to just play it by myself and create me as like a 15-year-old diehard pro wrestling fan, backyard wrestler, and then be in the WWF and actually win the Intercontinental title and stuff right. like that. Like that was that was the coolest. That was new. I know that WWF Attitude kind of did it, but this was better than Attitude. It was just so Attitude, fun. I claim made Attitude. I bought it. It's crap. Yeah, it is it's crap. Compared like, to these games, oh. Being able cool. to see your stats, to see your records, like your win-loss yeah. record and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, God damn it, man! It's like I, it's like well, it's like anything the classic like classic sports games. Yeah, I admitted it to you, and you said you did the same thing. Where in hockey you kept stats because the game couldn't do it. You had a notepad, you'd write down who who scored when and who got assists, who got points, whatever like that. So now in wrestling, it's just. But now it was in the game where you're like, holy shit! I can now play this game and keep my stats for wins losses. Yeah, and we all it's such a huge thing now for. Gaming today, like in the sense that PlayStation 5 keeps track of all my trophies, quote unquote, that yeah. I've earned in games. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to look at it in the sense of going, oh, wow, I got this in uh, Days Gone. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I didn't know. I realized I closed out so many different aspects of the game. That's kind of cool. It just, this game, I, I'm not going to say this game doesn't get love because I know a lot of people love this game. It's just so funny because when you talk of the Nintendo 64 and you talk about that golden era of pro wrestling games, like I said, everyone yeah. talks WCW NW Revenge, which is the definitive WCW wrestling game. And everyone talks WWF No Mercy because that was the final, that was the turkey sandwich with the fries and everything. But no one seems to talk about WrestleMania 2000. And I get that No Mercy kind of did everything it did a little bit better. But like, my God, Brad, I haven't played, I probably haven't played this game since No Mercy came out because I started playing No Mercy. But watching videos and getting ready to do this podcast, like, my God, the nostalgia! Like the amount of hours of my life I spent 
playing WrestleMania 2000, to take so many wrestlers that I loved so much and to put them into a wrestling game that I loved so much in WCW and WWE Revenge, this was just like, ah, uh, I... I have a like I have the softest of soft spots in my heart for this game. I fucking love WrestleMania 2000 yeah, so much. And it, and it just uh, again, it, it not only is it a good thing that you can look back and say that it was good, but you know it was. It really You know what was. I mean? Like yeah. it, it's not one of these games where you're like, "Oh, I remember playing that as a kid and it was so good." Yeah. We've all done it where we oh, with like these uh the new retro systems coming out and everything like that or retro games in general. Oh, this game was sick. It was so good when I played it. it yeah. And then you play it today and it's like, well, this isn't good at not, all. Not, like, that, not that game developers are listening to this podcast, but like, I really think that there's a lesson to be learned with a game like a WrestleMania 2000 where I don't want to say that a game developer is lazy because I'm sure that a lot of game developers have ambitious ideas and a lot of the time executives are like, we don't, we have to have the game out by a certain date. We don't have time for that. Make this work and get it out. But like with this game, like we said it a million times and we're going to wrap this up and score it, but like they could have palette swapped. They didn't. They really did add to it. And now 22 years after it came out, you have two people sitting on a wrestling pod or on a video game podcast talking about how special this game was. And if all they had done is palette swap the rosters over, we'd probably still be sitting here being like, it's a great game, but we wouldn't be blowing smoke up its ass. Like it is like that's long term, like that, that love that TLC you showed to the wrestling fans, uh, or yeah. the game fans, any game really does come through and it really does leave a lasting impression. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's a, that's a key thing. Um, especially if you look at wrestling games in a whole, or even in general, it, it all ties into it. But sports games as a whole is yeah. that there's a lot of sports games that used to get so much love and respect for the, the leaps and bounds they've gone. And yeah. when you look at 2k wrestling games, the last three have been just horrendous and horrendous sales, horrendous jobs building the game. Like they're broken, but they're not the ones like the first games that came out from 2K were solid games. Yeah. And then just over time, they just kept fucking with it and changing it that they lost their way yeah. in, in a certain way. Yeah. And it, it's it's something you hope AEW gains back. You hope 2K taking a year off oh, can God. rebound. And again, Oh, like I know he's. I, I know the game designer said that they're looking at games like WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. Stop saying you're looking at it and just do it because yeah. you know what? It is right there. I it is that. right there, and, and it's like you you know you want to hit a certain standards of graphics and stuff, but you have to remember that there's still that genre of people that are it, they, like wrestling fans are always going to still be wrestling fans, and yes, there's new ones that like uh, different things, but if you can nail that game down, yeah, you will see people from the past who play those games buy these games because yeah. guess what? They won't care if they don't know the roster. Yeah, you tell me this game works, okay? Man, we get we get other than last year when it got canceled, we get yearly pro wrestling games. Like it's a it's an annualized franchise, and twenty yeah. years later, we're still talking about this quartet because these games are mm-hmm. so good. I. I'm so glad that we decided to go with this and not WWF WrestleMania on the NES because this was just turned out to be such a fun episode instead of what that would have yeah. been. Brad, yeah, no, I agree. To score this thing, it's WrestleMania 2000, so that just seems like a no-brainer. If you had to score WWF WrestleMania 2000 out of 2000, what would you score WWF WrestleMania? Oh, 2000. Geez, it, 2000. It, it, wow, you know what? I'm going to take 
one off and I'm going to give it 1999. And the one off is, uh, I don't even know for what, I don't think it's a for, perfect for game. putting meat in the game. I like, wait, yeah, I, I laughed. I didn't get mad at meat. Yeah. But nobody wants to play. As you were in trouble if you got meat yeah. in the, in as a player. Uh, no, I'll take it. I'll take one off. Because graphically, wow, it kind of it kind of got a little iffy at certain points, so it loses one. Fair enough. Nineteen ninety nine. That's it. Yeah, I'm in around that like nineteen ninety. Like if I was gonna like in real, like if you're scoring this out of ten, I'd be in that like nine point six, nine point seven, nine point eight. Like yeah. it's just it's a really guy. Like I'm not even gonna tell you guys to go play it because like the bottom line is unless you emulate it or you go buy a Nintendo sixty four and buy this game, you're never gonna be able to play this game again because there's just too many likenesses and too many licensing issues and stuff like that. It, it's just it's an old era. It's over. It's done. Oh man, could you imagine this on the Switch though? Oh, like God. one of these games if you like. They would sell so many, you know, oh. I mean, like, they would, they would. I gotta I'm be, just, dude, uh, the, just watching these videos makes me want to emulate this game and play it. Like just to, to download it on my computer and play it. Cause I just, my God, the memories I have of playing these, like just, yeah, it was just a better time. Like I had no bills and my back didn't hurt. I had no responsibilities at all. It was just hanging out with my friends, watching pro wrestling. And when I wasn't watching pro wrestling, I was playing pro wrestling and it was games like yeah. this. I just, yeah the best buddy this was a lot more fun than shack fu thank you so much for uh for doing this for well, me thank you for bringing it. me back i thought maybe after shack fu or that was your way of you know taking no. me behind the shed and letting me no, die no. every once in a while Shawn michaels brings marty Janetti back so that's what i did oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. thanks for doing this buddy <laughs> no problem And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Brad, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking WWF WrestleMania 2000. Fuck, I love this game. I want to play it again, and I don't have it, and I want to. And I know you guys are like, you can emulate it, but that's eh, maybe. Maybe at some point. I, I probably do numbers. Anyway, I love this game. So, Brad, thanks for giving me a call. I really had a lot of fun this week. I hope you all enjoyed this so much. For those of you that aren't wrestling fans, this will be the last wrestling episode for a little while. It's just it's WrestleMania week. And the businessman in me blatantly wanted to cash in on all the hashtags and stuff like that. It just it just made sense. Next week for episode 144, we're actually talking Uncharted for the PS3. We're talking about the whole series. We kind of talk about the first game, but it bleeds into just the influence that series as a whole has had on gaming. So that'll be coming up next week. And then we got more episodes. You guys know how it works. Uh, if you're enjoying it, if you're enjoying what we're doing, if you like the show... Consider supporting us on Patreon. It is only $2. It helps me out. You get instant access to like, I think there's got to be close to 70 extra podcasts in there right now. Game reviews, game rankings, looks backs at consoles, predictions. There's some comedy episodes in there like our gaming confessions, the blankies, which was our game award show. You get instant access to download all those, all those onto your phone right away. You also get a new episode every single Sunday. Plus you get early access to game patch, plus access to our discord. Plus you can submit comments to be read on the show. Plus, you can vote for the games we cover. Plus, you can DM with me. Plus, you support me and you support Remember the Game. And if you don't want to sign up on Discord or on Patreon, you're like, I have too many podcasts to listen to already. We have merchandise now. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, coffee mugs, all with fancy new art done by Joe over at 4545creative.com. Check them out. And you can find all that at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Buy a piece of merch, support me, get a cool new shirt. Wins all around. We also have a P.O. Box. You can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com as well. It is P.O. Box. 
69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. Just shoot me a letter or a postcard from wherever you are in the world. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you a postcard back. We'll be pen pals. We're cool like that. That's what we're supposed to do. Uh, and I stream on Twitch. Uh, I don't right now because my capture card is broken. But my new capture card, hopefully, will be here by the time that this podcast is in your ears. And uh, so you can find me on, at Member the Game. Not remember, member the game over on twitch.tv if you want to come by and say hi and look at my ugly face and uh, we'll just, you know, it's fun. It's fun, all right? It's fucking fun. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks, everybody. Now I'm going to give a shout out to 247 Patreons. I record these at the beginning of every month. This is going to get ugly because I'm sure I'm going to fuck up a bunch of these names. But you can enjoy listening to that if you want. If not, thanks for listening. Please leave me a good review or something somewhere if you want to. And I'll talk to you again later. Cheers. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I'm producing three podcasts a week right now, and it just simply would not be feasible without the support of everyone that supports us over at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has signed up over on Patreon for at least $2. This week or this month, we're going to le- read them in reverse alphabetical order, and I'm sure I'm going to fuck a bunch of these up. So a gigantic thank you to... Zootroy, Zane Donovan, Yamcha, Xwater, Wyman Brooks, Wolf Magic K21, Wolfgang Darren, White Burrow, Vladstein, Vincent L, Very Cool Dude, Tyler, Troy Ksuniak, Trevor Seven Oaks, Tony Sherichetti, Tommy Reynolds, Tom Kite, Todd, Timothy Real, Tim L, Tim Chambo, Thor the Hammered, They Call Me Badger, The T-Word, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The Giraffe, The Anti-Spatial Podcast, That One Kid Nick, Tent Sparkster, Swedish Fish, Super Merry Ho, Stupid Monkey, Stitch, Steve O'Connor, Stefan Fukasawa, Starro Probin, Squint, Spencer C. Weiss, Slick Rick, Silver Grunion, Sharonic, Sean Razine, Shaley, Sirius Ron P., Clifford, Sean Clifford, Scott V., Scott Brooks, Sam Wright, S2 Vaughn 5000, Ryan Yeager, Ryan White, Ryan McCowan, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Bayshore, Rogue Agent, Rodrigo Tomazzi, Robert Lippa, Robert Fuchsia, 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 fuck, I suck at this. Rex Sheldon, Retro Bismol, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Raul Aguirre. <laughs> Raul, I'm sorry. Raging Demon, Potato Bob Guy, Poops Loomis, Pizza Power, Pie Messiah, Peebs, PB McFadden, Parzival, Paul Bullard, Paul, Pat Duddy, No One Cares, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Nick Sills, Nathaniel Shelley, Nathan Warzecha, Nathan Tromblay, Nathan Freak, Murat Pepper, Mulverine Films, Mr. Me Seeks 0406, Mr. Nick, Mr. Satan, Mr. Mark Wire, MPG in Buffalo, Morgan, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Miklos Blackshaw, Mike Malowani, Mike Maloney, Mike Cummings, Mike Burks, Michael Hegg, Michael Mathis, Mercury869, Mega Man 2 OG, Mick Jr., Matthew McKellen, McLean, Matthew Davis, Matt McLean, I suck so hard at this, Matt Brown, Martin Greenwood, Mark 209, Mark Jones, Makeshift, Mallow Money, Mad Shibs, Mackenzie Wheeler, Luca Reskigno, Reskigno, Lord Finish, Logan Hale, Les Winan, Leon K, Lee Whitworth, Lee Spilling, Lane Orr, Kyle Paul, Kinslayer, Kevin Hufford, Kevin, Kerry Waka Waka, Kelly, Keegs, K Cuz, Kate Roberts, K Jam, Joshua Shenfield, Joshua Davis, Josh Morgan, jo- Joseph Gonzalez, Jordan, John Byrne 86, John DeShazo, Johnny CCDC, John Quack, John Doskis, Joe Mack, Joe Gillespie, Joe Buck, 
Joel LeBlanc, Jesse Clark, Jer Bear, Jeffrey Mathis, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jay Clutch, JB Retromania, Jason Cortez, Jared, James Clark, James Anderson, Jafar, I Worked at Subway, Andre SJ Flash, Guest House Productions, Goth C, Geek Life Radio, Gary C, Gary Heather, G9PSX, Freezer Burnt, Fraser Burns, Fob, Ferdy Martinez, Fake McHugh, Explode Processing, Evan Refuse, M. Felf, Elijah 232, Electronic Emotions Program, 8-Bit Bovi, Dylan, Doug Dorn, Doogie, Dominic S. Thompson, Do How, DNA Gaming, Divalk, Devin Gordon, Desert Tortoise, Derpimus Prime, Derek Jane, Defunct, Devin Schne- David Schnatterer, David Ray, David Phillips, David, Dave Thompson, Dave McGee, Dave L, Dario Omen, Danny Vega, Daniel McKee, Dane Upton, Dana Wutrell, Dan Wagner, Dan T, Chris Knife 007, Crash Bandiquitic, Craig Rutt, Corey Street, Corey, Cody Poland, Chuck Schlarp, Christopher Sumner, Christopher Russell, Chris Goodfellow, Chris Flurry, Chris Copland, Chris Campbell, Chowdy Lottie, Charlie Medeiros, Chosen Last, Carmichael Nicholas, Captain Cool, Candido, Brian Ransom, Brian Medeiros, Brian Robbins, Brian McKay, Brandon Hayne, Brandon O'Brien, Born to Do It, Boognish, Bones O2, Ben Drinkin, Ben Busha, Ben Buya, A Town, Ashley Cronenbitter, Arpad Bodos, April Zane, Andy Hudson, Andrew Wright, Andre, Amy Gillen, Amarok, Alex Martinez, AJ Jones, AJ Freeman, Adam O'Sharello, Adam J, Adam Beasley, Adam Anderson, Aaron Lawson, Aaron Baker, a novel console and too loud for the crowd. Holy fuck, there's a lot of you guys. Thank you all so, so much, very much. And uh, sorry if I fucked up your names. I need a drink of water. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs>